Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, January the 31st, 2023 at 1048 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Today's focus, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, the reason that is today's focus is because at around 3 a.m. this morning, I was listening to family radio and they came on and they said, the verse of the day is Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. And then they read the entire verse. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Right? I was like, okay, that's an interesting verse. They read it a second time, I think the next hour, basically from around, starting somewhere around two or three in the morning, I heard them read it a number of times between like three and six in the morning, just a number of times. And maybe the first time I just thought, that's interesting. Then maybe the second time I thought, oh, I know what, I'm going to, I'm going to use that for today's focus. But it was around the third time that I heard it read, that I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I wonder what people, and then I started thinking this kind of just, I was asking myself this question, but at first I was kind of just thinking, I wonder how other people would answer it. So if I was to hand you Colossians 3.16 on a piece of paper, right? Or if I told you to open up your Bible, look at Colossians 3.16. Let's say we were sitting you know, in a semicircle, sitting at a table, maybe you're sitting in the pew and I'm standing behind the pulpit. I'm like, okay, everyone, look at Colossians 3.16. What, what jumps out at you in the verse? Like, what, what to you do you think is the most important? I think most people would say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and in all wisdom. I think people would like, you know, the, the, the word of God dwelling in you uh, it, richly in all wisdom. They would go with the idea that the word, of, the word of Christ dwelling in us, that we kind of focus on that. Others may focus on psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and maybe want to focus on something related to music. So some may focus on music. I think others would focus on dwell. But for me, I almost want, well, I'm, I'm pretty much not taking away all of your options. So instead of asking the question, for me, what began to really just become the main focus, and I just began having this like internal dialogue with myself, was this word, let. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, I, I think we should definitely sp speak about what does it mean for it to dwell in us richly? What does that look like? To dwell in us richly, what does it look like? What does that mean? But before I could even get there, I was like the word let. Let, let, I'm like that, I think that's significant. I, I think that, I think we have to really look at that. Now, if we look up the word let, now, if we, if we go to uh, the Greek interlinear, we're not going to get much help, all right? Because here's what happens. If I can go to the Blue Letter Bible app, if I look up the interlinear, the word let is connected with the word dwell, right? So basically, one Greek word is, is basically translated let dwell. Let dwell. 
Well, I wanted to just focus on let by itself, but the Greek word really emphasizes the dwell part. Let me, uh, the Greek word is this. Here's the Greek word. The Greek word is this. Strong's G, 1774. And Archeo. And Now, in Archeo, I was like, okay, that's more focusing on dwell. And Archeo is not really focusing on the let part. If you look up in Archeo, it's uh, used six times. Dwell in five, it's translated dwell in five times. And then do, uh, basically dwell in. Basically, it's just dwell in. It's basically the only way to, to, to understand it. The outline of biblical usage, to dwell in, to dwell in one and influence him for good. So the idea of the word of God dwelling in us so that it it influences every aspect of us for good. All right, well, there's the dwell part. And Okeo doesn't help me with the let, 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 let. I, I know I know most probably wouldn't even consider this, but this is just what I have been thinking. So if we look up the definition to the word let, if we look up the definition just to the word let in English, all right, let, here, this is the definition for let, not prevent or forbid, allow, not prevent or forbid or allow. So if we were to read it that way, Colossians 3.16 would read this way. Do not prevent or forbid and allow the word of Christ to dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns. Just let me read that again to you. Let, do not prevent, do not prevent, do not forbid and allow the word of Christ to dwell in you. Do not prevent, do not forbid and allow the word of Christ to dwell in you. Now that is what got my attention this morning. And that's what I've been thinking about. So how, and, and here's really the question for today's focus. Remember today's focus, I'm here to try to, hopefully, I try to go around 15 minutes. I usually end up going longer, but I try to give you one thing to focus on all day. So today I want you to focus on how. You as an individual, forget other people, forget church, forget everything else. Just look at yourself. In what ways do you prevent or you forbid letting the word of God dwell in you richly? In what ways do you forbid and what ways do you prevent the word of God dwelling in you richly? And in what ways do you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly? And what ways do you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly? This, this is a very, 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 very important concept. And what ways do you prevent? And what ways do you forbid? And in what ways do you allow it to dwell in you richly? And exactly how does that work? Now, I, we still need to talk about what it means to dwell in you richly. I understand that. But I'm focusing on the let part. So I did something. I grabbed my iPad and I just looked up how to let the word of God dwell in you richly. How? And I wanted to see what articles would pop up. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, the first one that pops up is, let me, let me hear. This is crazy. Five ways to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Five ways. And I'm like, okay, so they're going to finally tell me how to, to keep me from not allowing, from for, forbidding, 
and and how to allow it to, to dwell in me richly. They're going to give me some kind of instructions and they give me five ways. Here are their five ways. You ready? Listen to an audio version of the Bible in the car. What? That that doesn't seem to be like, that's just how to hear it. That is, I don't know how that's going to, I mean, don't you think you can hear the word of God, but you're not letting it dwell in you richly, right? You're not, you're still forbidding it. Remember the definition of let? You're still preventing it or forbidding it. Hearing it does not mean you're letting it dwell in you, just means you're hearing it. So I don't, I don't, I didn't understand why that was number one. So listen to an audio version of the Bible in the car. Number two, pray through a passage of scripture. So I take the scripture and I pray it. Okay, maybe. Number three, memorize meaningful verses. Okay, um, now the idea of memorizing, okay, that, that may be trying to let it dwell in me because I'm memorizing it, so it's staying there. Okay, that may be somewhat helpful. Number four, read along with the audio version if your mind easily wanders. That's not very helpful. Um, number five, listen to scripture-inspired songs that get stuck in your head. I, that this seems to be this seems to be minimizing when we say let the word of God dwell in you richly. It seems to be minimizing it to simply find a way to so that you will remember it. That they seem to focus on let the word of God dwell in you richly simply means to memorize it so that you won't forget it. But the dwell in seems to go more for a powerful influence. Now, I know you have to get it in you before it can influence you, but I that I don't know if that's what the let really is referring to. So that was the first article. So I went to, I kept looking for articles. Then I found a second one. What does it mean to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly? All right. So this, this is what they say. This is like their third paragraph. To let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, we must spend a great time, a great deal of time in the Bible learning about him. We must cherish his word in our hearts, as the psalmist put it in Psalm 119.11. Paul adds that there are some ways that we ought to express the word of Christ dwelling in us richly. We ought to be teaching and challenging others with thanksgiving and songs. All right, uh, it doesn't really, that, that, that to me is not very helpful. Okay, basically, spend time reading your Bible. Spend time studying your Bible. Okay, that, that seems to focus on just getting it in me. This is, they're, they're translating it, let the word of God dwell in you richly, as here are the steps to get it inside of you. But I, I think it can be inside. I, I mean, I think maybe we can agree on this. Don't you agree that you can memorize it? Don't you agree you can know it? but it's still not dwelling in you richly. In other words, it's inside of you. You know it. You can recall it, but it's not dwelling in you richly in a way that's having this influence. So I looked up a number of commentaries. I looked up a number of commentaries, right? And uh, what's crazy 
is not one commentary said anything about the let part. All right, th- this is, I'll just start going through some of the commentaries. The word of Christ, here again, the, uh, the definite phrase, the word of Christ, takes the place of the common, uh, commoner phrase, the word of the Lord, the word of God. It is to dwell in their hearts. Hence, it is, it is the engrafted word, the truth of Christ conceived in the heart, striking root into it and making it its dwelling place. So once again, they, on the, when it gets to the dwelling, everyone seems to acknowledge that to let it dwell in you richly means to have a, a major influence inside of you. All right, they, they, they go on. Let's see here, another, this commentary doesn't do much help. Let's, let's go to all the others. Let me click on this. So that's not much help. All right, the, this one, uh, let the word of Christ they just call, that's the doctrine of Christ. They don't tell, again, to focus on the let part. Then dwell in you richly in all wisdom, abundantly producing the spirit of true wisdom. That doctrine is adapted to make you wise. The meaning is that they were to lay up the doctrines of the gospel in their hearts, to meditate upon them, to allow them to be their guide and to endear wisely to improve them to the best purpose. All right, so again, they, they know all the commentators seem to acknowledge the dwell part means that it, it's got to be working in you. It's producing wisdom. It's, it's doing something. But they, they once again, let, ignore the let part. Uh, let the word of Christ. They, they, once again, this commentary says nothing about what that means. Um, okay, that, they don't really do much here. Uh, this one, it says the idea is uh, that it may take up its residence and abode in our souls, which comes from the spiritual incorporation or mixing of it with faith. So in other words, it's got to, once again, we let it dwell. It gets deep inside of us. It takes residence. It begins to have an influence. It begins to move us. But still, the lat part is being ignored, and I, I don't think one commentary ever addresses it. Another commentary. Um, dwell in them supposes that it had entered into them and had a place in them through the spirit and power of Christ, that it should have a constant and fixed place there, not, not, and not be like a stranger or wayfaring mare, a wayfaring man that tarries but for a night or like a sojourner that continues but for a while, but has an inhabitant that takes up its residence and abode never more to depart and attends not only a frequent reading and hearing of and meditating upon the word of God, but a continuance and the doctrines of the gospel with a steady faith in them and a hearty affection for them. So once again, they, they focus on this dwelling is a, it's a permanent thing. It's there. It's inside. It takes residence. It takes abode. It begins to have an impact. But the let part, not one commentary even acknowledges that, right? Like not one commentary, everyone just ignores that part. I don't understand why. And then when you look up articles on how to let it, it's just like, well, listen to an audio Bible sing some scripture songs. It's like, well, no, you're telling me how to get it inside of me. Let it dwell. 
it seems to be that we, and again, I'm going to go back to the definition of let, that there is some aspect where you and I, as a believer, that we can prevent and forbid the word of God dwelling in us richly. And then there's a sense that we can let, allow it. We, we, by letting, we're not preventing, we're not forbidding, but we obviously can, right? If, if it says, let this happen, the, the implication is versus not letting it happen. So you could be a believer and you're not letting, you're preventing, you're forbidding the word of God dwelling in you richly. And what you're being admonished here to do is to allow it to dwell in you richly. Everyone understands that to dwell in you richly means it has a, it's taken residence. It's taken, it's, it's, it's made, it's, it's made at home inside of you. And now it's having these positive imp, uh, impact upon you. Everyone can agree on that. But the let part, I, I, I'm going to put forth the idea that you can go to church and listen to a sermon and take notes. You're getting it inside of you, but I don't think you're letting it have its full, how can, let me let me let me see if this works. Let's see if this illustration works. Maybe this is not perfect, but maybe this will work. Um, there are companies out there, websites, apps, where you can look for a, ho- a house, right, that you can stay in for a week or two weeks. You can go and you can stay there. People will basically they're renting out their their house their home, it may be a super nice, beautiful home, and, and you get to stay there for a week or three days or four days. And then you, you, you pay the money, you go, but you leave. You're not going to dwell there forever. You're just, a, you're visiting. And I believe that there is a sense that Christians can read the Bible, listen to sermons, listen to Christian podcasts, go to church, and the word of God may go in, right? It's entering in because they heard, they've heard it read. They heard it preached. They heard it taught. They may, may, they may remember some of the lessons, but it kind of comes in and then it's time to check out. And then it just kind of leaves. It doesn't really stay there. It doesn't dwell in them richly. And then you can say, well, that happens in a natural way. It does happen naturally. Correct. Because we, we know that we retain a, a small percentage of what we hear. That's why um, the only way to try to increase that is we have to hear it and we have to write it and we have to talk about it, which then increases the chance of us retaining it. That's why there's all those studies that you can have people come to church on a Sunday morning and then Sunday night, try to get people to review what they heard Sunday morning and half the people won't even remember it. By Wednesday or the following Sunday, most of all of the content that you preached is gone. It's already forgotten. That's a depressing reality, but it's just the fact. That's already gone. Why? Because people heard it. In a sense, they checked in and then they checked, they, they, the word of God checked out. So I think that there's a natural problem already where the word of God kind of comes into us and then it leaves. It just stays for a little while. It's like a, it's like a visitor. It's not take, making, it's not taking abode. So there's a natural problem already, but there seems to be another problem and that's you and I. We don't let it. We prevent it, we forbid it from dwelling in us richly 
Like we we want it to come in, but we don't let it do anything. We're, there's something about us that prevents it, and we don't allow it. What are we doing to cause that to happen? And what can we do to allow it to have its full, like you can have the whole house. It would be like someone renting out the house and saying, okay, you can have that room, that room, and that room, but we're going to be upstairs, so so you can't come upstairs. Okay, well, that's not letting you take full residence in the home. Even if it's for three or four days, you're limited. Well, I wonder in what ways do we let the word of God in, but we don't let it dwell richly. There's got to be, there's got to be more to this, right? There's got to be more. I know nobody wants to focus on the let part, just the dwelling part. Hey, let the word of God, it's almost like, we, this is almost the way we, we talk about it. Word of God, dwell in you richly. We forget the let part. But the let part implies that we're involved in this process, right? Here's the word of God, right? It's either we read it, it's preached, it's taught. We hear a, a broadcast about it. So it's out external. It's external to us. Now, by listening, it comes into us to some level, right? It comes into our mind. It's there. But then we step in and we seem to have some control of letting it do certain things. Well, you're not going to dwell. It's not going to dwell richly. We're going, we're, we're going to prohibit, we're going to forbid, or we're going to allow. Now, I don't know if there's, I, I know some of the articles, <laughs> their practical steps was more how to get it inside of you. But what I'm trying to argue is getting inside of you doesn't mean you're letting it dwell richly. I think it requires a conscious effort to take what you've heard and to contemplate on it in such a way that you let it dwell in you, that it deals with every area inside of you that it needs to deal with, whether you like it or not. Where you meditate on it, where you think about it, where you discuss it, where you talk about it, where you struggle with it, where you have, you have basically, you have, it's like, it's, it's the word of God has come in and you're there to meet it. And now you're going to have some long conversations with it. You're going to deal with it. You're going to, you're going to struggle with it. Now, some of you may be like, ah, who cares that the word let is there? That's irrelevant, but I, I can't get past it. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let, let means you either, you're not prohibiting, you're not forbidding, you are allowing. Well, where the Paul is saying, I mean, if you look at the, let's go back to Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16, if you notice, like there's a lot of things he's telling them to do here and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uh, uncircumcision. And then he goes on. Then look at verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness of uh, longsuffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. He's telling them to do certain things. And above all these, put on charity. 
and let the peace of God rule in your heart. See, now we got to let the peace of God rule in our heart. That's verse 15. Now, how, how do we let the peace of God rule in our hearts? See, it's the idea. Here's God's peace. I've got to let it now rule. I got. I cannot prohibit. I cannot forbid. I have to allow it to rule my whole heart. And then right after that, the same concept. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. There's the let part. Everyone understands the let part, it seems, as simply, okay, how do I let it? Well, I just read my Bible. I spend time, you know, memorizing it. Well, that's how to get it inside of me. Being inside of me is not the same thing as dwelling richly. Understanding the peace of God is far different than, as as the text says, letting it rule in my heart. I can under, I can bring in the concept of God's peace. I can know it. That doesn't mean it's ruling. I can have God's word inside of me. It doesn't mean it's dwelling richly. It's like I can let it in, but uh, but stay right there. Stay right there. You're just going to be knowledge. You're just going to be information. But you're not going to get full 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 access to the whole house. What do you think today? Today's focus, let, let, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What does it mean for you to let it? How do you let it dwell in you richly? And what ways have you prevented it? What ways have you forbidden it? What ways have you held it back saying, no, 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 you're not going to dwell in me richly. And in what ways have you allowed it to dwell in you richly? And what, how do you understand that concept? Or maybe you think, nah, who cares? I don't think it's a big deal. I just, I know I've looked at, I don't know how many different things this morning And it's just bizarre. Like, nobody wants to talk about the let part. (laughs) Everyone just ignores that part. Dwell in you richly. Okay, to dwell, it means to abode. It means to have free access. It means to free, it it can roam anywhere. It can do this. It has this power. It has this influence. And I'm like, I agree with all of that. But what about the let part? Today's focus is for you to figure out the let part. And I want you to let me know at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Is there something here that we need to discuss, or do you think it's much to do about nothing? And I'm more than willing to hear you tell me it, it, ah, it's irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything. I just think it does. I think it does. I, I can just speak for my own life. I've spent a lot of my life reading the Bible, studying the Bible. I have the knowledge, but do I let it? How do, have I prevented it from dwelling in me richly? And how could I do better in allowing it to dwell in me richly? I think there's a big difference. I can't wait to hear what you think. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And that is your today's focus for Tuesday, January the 31st. 2023.